It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 163, entitled Get Robert on Speed Dial. It was recorded on Monday, the 17th of May, 2021. As always this week, I'm joined by Paul Lacey, my co-host, but I'm also joined, unusually, by three additional guests, making for five on the panel today, which is fun. We were joined today by Joe Casabona. We were also joined by Ronald Gitschel and by Tofa de Rocha as well. So we talk about the WordPress news this week. We decided to keep it down to a relatively small number of articles. The first one was all about how GiveWP has been acquired by Liquid Web and luckily Joe had the scoop on that this week. We also talked about how Robert Jacoby has been hired by Cloudways to represent all of their WordPress initiatives. We also talked very briefly about how the Page Builder Summit went during the last week and then we move on to generate WordPress 2.0 and the fact that you can now build aspects of your theme with GeneratePress and blocks. And then finally, we round up with talk about how accessibility has been put into Gravity Forms 2.5. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This Week in WordPress was brought to you by Termageddon. When you build contact forms for client websites, you may be forcing that client to comply with multiple privacy laws. Rather than avoiding discussing the importance of privacy policies with your clients, try out Termageddon, the auto-updating privacy policy generator. The best part is that Termageddon gives web agencies a free set of their policies forever in the hope that you like their product and use their reseller or referral programs to help your clients get protected too. Your client gets protected, you make more recurring revenue. Go to termageddon.com and click the Agency Partners page to receive your free license today. And by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Tests in record time? The new AB Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is that it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder, and the WordPress block editor. Go check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Hello, 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 everybody. Good, good afternoon, good morning, good day, hello. depending on wherever you may be. WP Builds Weekly WordPress News, episode 163, I believe it is now, 163. Um, as always, joined by some fabulous WordPress people, and we're going to have a little bit of a discussion. We've got a very lightweight uh, set of things to talk about today. That means that there's less to talk about, so we'll have more time to talk about each one, which will be really nice. As always, joined by, for the first time, I'm going to point the wrong way. No, I've got it right. Joined by my co-host, Paul Lacey, and in a moment, I will get him to join uh, Ronald, Joe, and Topher properly. But um, just before we do all that, if you would like to make any comments about this, you can either join us in our Facebook group, which is wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook, or you can go to wpbuilds.com forward slash live, um, and you you need to be logged into Google if you'd like to make some comments there. If you happen to be in Facebook, then please click on the StreamYard link. You'll have to actually search through the thread of this post. And right at the bottom, it'll say something like streamyard.com forward slash. I don't know what it says, but it says something. And if you click on that, it enables us to see your picture and get your name. Otherwise, it just says anonymous Facebook user or something like that. But that's if you would like to comment. Right, Paul, 
I'm going to hand it over to you to introduce our fine guests today. Oh, thanks, Nathan. And how are you today, Nathan? Because you've you've been recovering from the Page Builder Summit. Are you um, have you had some sleep and a couple of beers and, and yes, some rest now? Both yeah. of those things, all three of those things. It's it was. We'll talk more about that. I think later. But about yeah, that, I feel yeah. I feel rejuvenated and uh, and less tired than I did uh, seventy two hours ago. Thank you. Fantastic. Well, okay. Well, I'll introduce everybody who we've got here today. Like Nathan says, we've got five of us today, and we do have a uh, guest who we haven't had on before, and he is Topher Derosia. Did I say that right, Derosia? Uh, a little more ZH in the end, Derosia. Derosia. Yep. Well then, I'll, for next time, Tofu <laughs> is the lead WordPress strategist at Canva Creative and community ambassador for Big Commerce. I didn't know that actually. Uh, you've been a web developer for over twenty-five years and a WordPress developer for over ten. And you are from yeah. Grand Rapids, uh, where you live with your wife uh, Kate and daughters Emma and Sophia. You haven't mentioned in your um, in your profile here that you actually also run Hero Press. That's right, yeah. I do. Uh, HeroPress.com, is it? Or is it .org? Is it .com? .com, HeroPress.com. We'll talk a little bit about that later as well. And you were just telling us earlier that you have bought, um, like you're selling your house or are you moving out of your house? No, you're not selling it. Yeah. uh, We recently bought an RV. Cool. uh, And our our plan is for my wife and I to live in it, but our children are going to stay at the house and uh, they're adults now. It's one way to escape. Yeah. They have day jobs. Yeah. They've got yeah. jobs and stuff. Yeah. No, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to because you did say that you're going to try and visit all the WordPress people that you know. So you know yeah. me and Nathan now and run all over here in the UK. So we you know go we're really, waiting. really fast when we hit the East Coast. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Brilliant. 88 miles an hour. That's what you'll need to hit. Yeah. Um also, we have returning guest and good friend of mine, Ronald Giselle. And Ronald, you're the partnership manager at Yith, and that's the company behind lots of Word WooCommerce plugins. And you also, more recently, co-host a weekly London WooCommerce meetup and the host of the Woo Roundtable discussion as part of the Builder Community events. And is that something you do with Bob WP? Is that right? That's right, yeah. It's with Bob. Yeah. And by the way, the London one is almost one year... Uh, in the making, so we we soon to hit our fiftieth uh, episode. So take away two weeks of a uh, Christmas break. We, we're doing we we're catching up with episode one hundred and sixty three. So <laughs> uh, I, I lied. It was we're on episode three hundred and eighty two. I think. Oh, okay. Actually. Well, I'll give up then. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> the, the reality is we're something like one hundred and sixty one because <laughs> because uh, if we do actually skip an episode, the system forces us to have the number anyway. So. Um, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But let's let's just. No one needs to know about that. We'll just keep that between <laughs> no. us anyway. And uh, last but not least, we have Joe Casabona, and Joe is a podcaster, educator, and WordPress Word. Oh, I don't know what's wrong with me today. WordPress developer with over 20 years experience in the space. And these days he helps creators create more easily. And he's also the host of the How I Built It podcast. And Joe's got his new picture on the wall. Last time last time you were on the show, you were getting your new picture. And I was getting my new picture and I've got it. And you've got your new picture. I mean, that is yeah. that is the first news item, I think. That, <laughs> is, that, shows, that shows that time has progressed and that people should watch yeah. these episodes in order so that they 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 need to figure out which of these pictures is the new one yep yeah i've also got a new kind of plaque thing on the wall that you can see it says never give up but it's kind yeah. of blurred out with the, the camera today but my my picture's way bigger than it looks 
Like it's absolutely <laughs> huge, but the camera seems to have kind of made it just look slightly bigger than my head. It's like that on joke there. on Father Ted. No, no, Dougal, no, Dougal. This cow is really small. That cow is far away. <laughs> I'm going I'm to really offend you now, Nathan, that I never really watched Father Ted. And I know oh. that that's really bad okay. if you're from the UK to not watch Father Ted, but I've never watched it. But um, Anyway, I'm sorry. I'll catch it. up at some point. Yeah, I'll catch up at some point. But anyway, so um, we should probably get on to the, the news items as well. And um, like Nathan said, we've, we've not got too many today, but we've got some really good talking pieces. So the first one up, uh, Nathan, if you want to do the honors with sharing the screen, if you could at all. I surely can. Let me just make yep. sure I've got the right screen up, which is this one. Oh, look at this lovely, yep, we're lovely starting off website. With give a, an it, a news item around GiveWP. And GiveWP, the donation plugin, has been acquired by the big hosting company Liquid Web. And we're really thankful today because we've got Joe Casabona on, who was the person who actually officially broke the news first, as far as I understand. And I've listened to your podcast as well. So this is uh, on the screen at the moment on how I built it. Uh, how I built dot it is the podcast episode that Joe recorded with Matt and Devin, who are the co-founders of GiveWP, where they talk about the actual the acquisition itself and how it came about and the future and that kind of thing. I've listened to it. I don't know if any of you guys have listened to it, but Joe, I don't know if you want to kind of summarize, you know, what you found out in that conversation and anything else that you might know that you're at liberty to tell us about um, any kind of off-air conversations that you had, because it was just kind of like a it was like the initial announcement podcast, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, we got to we got to record this interview a couple of days before the announcement, uh, and so uh, as soon as the press, I was kind of watching um, both the Give WP site and the Liquid Web press releases page, and as soon as one of those published. I hit publish on the episode. I had it all up and ready and I just hit publish everywhere that needed to be. Um, and so I was, I mean, I was uh, honored and flattered that uh, the Give WP guys came to me. Um, I think they also went to Matt Medeiros uh, for the WP Minute and he released an interview there too. So um, he asked uh, a couple of different questions than me. So I think you get a, a good full picture, not that we coordinated or anything. Um, and I think the main thing that Matt and Devin wanted to communicate here was that nothing is really changing for customers. Nothing is changing uh, organizationally. So uh, they had a couple of really important, um, you know, a, a couple of important um, things that they they needed to uh, make sure stayed in place even with the acquisition. And so uh, we talked about how it came about, how uh, Chris Lemma approached uh, Devin and Matt in, in December uh, and to figure out kind of how they could work together. We talked about the acquisition process, which is always interesting to me because you need to do your due diligence. I always joke that if anybody wanted to acquire any of my like properties, uh, it would be just a total nightmare because I don't have separate bookkeeping for any of them. It just all <laughs> flows through and you're supposed to um, or you're going to have to kind of figure that out later. So um, and and we yeah, we just had a pretty candid conversation about um, what it's going to be like moving forward and, and the ability to to get them more resources to do more of the things that they're going to do, uh, the ability to hire more and. Um, I think they're having, as we record this, they're having a town hall tomorrow, uh, May 18th. Uh, and I think, 
I want to say 11 Eastern, but I'm not 100% on that, um, where where they'll be answering more questions with Joe Osterling um, of, of Liquid Web. And, um, and so, I, yeah, it, it's just, I think that they answered a couple of questions I was really interested in. We didn't talk, I, I didn't ask numbers or anything like that, because that's generally not something that people make public. Uh, but, you know, how it came about and kind of the some of the um what would be like a no deal situation um we we talked about some of those things and i'm I'm really excited in general for both liquid web and give wp i'm a big fan of, of both of those companies and uh seeing them come together i i think it's going to be really good and i'll just say that liquid web's track record here is very good right because they acquired iThemes, and iThemes has basically been a separate entity um, they acquired uh, the events calendar recently. I talked uh, with them on my podcast about that. And they, they've acquired a few other things that are still operating as those separate things. So, uh, again, I'm really excited for, for all everyone, everyone involved. Joe, may I ask a quick question? Do you know, did they take everybody along for the ride, all of the previous employees apart from yeah. Devin? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question, and that that I think was one of the deal breakers. Um, if if they couldn't, so everybody at GiveWP is uh, still an employee under the uh, Liquid Web brand, uh, and they're as far as as far as I know, as far as Matt and Devin have said, they're gonna still basically operate as an autonomous entity, um, but they'll be able to get more financial support from liquid web uh you know more team members and and more cross-pollination stuff that's one of the things we talked about right because you can imagine if you're having like a fundraising event maybe you can marry uh the events calendar and give wp in in a better way because they fall under the same family and they have more access to each other that way i feel like um give wp have got a like a social reach really a really impressive social reach maybe that's largely because of michelle frechette who who i know and you know i follow her on twitter so maybe that's the pipeline through which it comes at me but it it feels like they're they're constantly doing things socially and constantly making waves and noise so it seems like a, a great a great match for uh yeah for liquid yeah liquid. i i agree wholeheartedly i think they do a really really good job i think if you're in the wordpress space and you want like a master class on how to engage and build a community, Give WP is it. And I interviewed Michelle. Well, it's not out yet, but um, I have an upcoming episode with Michelle on exactly that because I've been trying to do more of that on my side. So um, yeah, if you if you want to see how they do things, because like Michelle and, and Taylor as well, I think they just do a great job of reaching more people, putting out valuable content and building that community. Mm. Mm. I think you're I right. Agree. I mean, the... Uh, um, oh, go, go Tofa, yeah. Um, Taylor and Michelle do a wonderful, wonderful job, but Give was doing a good job before they came on as well. Um, it's so, uh, I don't want to detract from what Michelle and Taylor are doing, but I think it's, it shows the wisdom of Give WP to get those two to do that job because they're good at it. Um, because they were doing a good job before as well. Um, so it's, uh, it's been a longstanding thing. They're not just recently figured it out and, and doing great they've been doing a great job for a long time it's one of those companies where you feel you can see past the brand to the people i think that's why it's super important that they do yeah main, you know maintain the team 
um, in there. And um, I know that when uh, when there is acquisitions like this, you'll always see, you know, on social media, let's say on Facebook or something, uh, you just don't have this facility on Twitter, but on Facebook you'll have sad faces, crying faces, angry faces. Then you'll have like yeah. happy faces and hearts and all that sort of stuff. But there's always kind of a few people who are not too um, happy about this sort of thing. And um, I mean, personally, my take on, you know, any sort of commercial thing, whether it's someone doing a job or a company, is that at some point it comes to a situation where it needs to evolve or move on or close or something like that. And mm -hmm. especially when you have a couple of founders, you know, who've worked hard for a long, long time, what are they supposed to do? Work exactly the same forever? Are they supposed to just keep doing it so that, that you know, the, the community for the couple of seconds when they take notice, don't get upset about it. So I'm very happy mm. for the um, for the founders, first of all, because this is a seriously cool achievement. I don't, like, like you say, we don't know the numbers, but you would imagine that it's significant. I think you said on the podcast, Joe, they've got like 23, 24 members of staff. So there's a lot of people to pay there. The company probably already is pretty profitable, I would imagine. And they've been steering it really, really well. Like we said, the social media goes really, really well. Um, but Joe, did you get a chance to talk to anyone from from Liquid Web itself? Like, well, I'm just wondering, like, like there's a lot of uh, acquisitions. Like, what? I mean, I think I know the answer, but and this is to anyone actually on the panel. Why is why is there so much acquisitions right now? What what's going on? What are people trying to? What are these companies trying to achieve? What are they trying to do? Yeah, so I, I haven't gotten to talk to somebody from Liquid Web. I'll say yet. Um, yeah. Not that I'm trying particularly hard, but I, I have a lot of people there. So it's, it is mostly speculation on my part. But I think I think this kind of great consolidation we're seeing started to happen a few years ago, right? We saw agencies acquire mm -hmm. other agencies. Um, and, and you see, we're seeing a transition from... I'm a developer. I can make a plugin and start a business because WordPress, the ecosystem is small enough and word of mouth is fine. And I don't really need to know how to run a business proper to, to turn a profit. Um, not to take away from anybody who's done that, obviously, because like Gravity Forms and Sandhills Development are obviously running very good businesses. But it was very much a I can scratch an itch and start a business. And now the WordPress ecosystem is maturing. Uh, it's it's a billions and billions of dollar industry, um, WordPress in, in particular. And so you see, um, I think you see hosting companies in particular trying to not replicate a Squarespace model, but create a similar experience where they have a unified suite of WordPress tools to make it as easy as humanly possible to set up a WordPress site. Uh, because you do see the competition uh, saying like, hey, wh why do you need to figure out hosting? Like, why do you need to figure out how to install and configure these things, right? Um, and and with Liquid Web, uh, now with like Nexus and, and Managed WordPress, uh, you can say, hey, we have the tools to create a really nice membership site, maybe a mm -hmm. donor site integrated. You see GoDaddy Pro going hard on uh, e-commerce right they acquired uh, skyverge uh, and all of their plugins so they can say hey if you need woocommerce like you know we are where it's at and then you have wp engine focusing on maybe the more 
uh, the more design aspect of it, right? Because they they picked up Flywheel, which was a hosting company for designers. They bought Studio Press, and uh, uh, saying acquired Rich Tabor is is a weird way to put it, but they Aqua hired right Rich and all of his tools. So um, I think you see hosting companies in the WordPress space niching down and making acquisitions that make sense within their niche. Do you know that's yeah. really curious? I think because. It would be fascinating if, do we, <clears throat> excuse me, if we could wind the clock forwards a couple of years. If you know something like Liquid Web really has pivoted and and they've gone off in the kind of more donate website, the sort of non-profit charitable because of the the acquisition they've just had. And and you're right, it didn't really occur to me until just now. I I just saw them all trying to trying to get whatever was working and what was popular and what have you. But yeah, that kind of makes sense. If you're going to do WooCommerce, go here. If you want to be into what was Genesis, go here. If you want to do donation stuff, then go here. That's that's really interesting. That is maturing. Wow. Sorry, Ronald. I fear I interrupted you. Uh, I think it was me. I apologize. Sorry. Um, <laughs> when I was at WordCamp London um, two years ago, uh, I was approached yeah. for the first time by a company to say to to let me know they're looking to acquire interesting things and, and they weren't looking to buy anything for me i don't have anything interesting but uh to uh leverage you know people i know in the community to spread the word not real publicly but it wasn't a secret to say uh hey you know maybe Maybe you should look at this company over here. They're doing something really interesting or mm -hmm. or whatever uh, and to let people know that, that they're looking. And since then, so it was two years ago, since then probably three or four different companies have approached me to let me know the same thing. Hey, we're looking to, to buy interesting things to build a portfolio of stuff. Um, and I think, I think Nathan, to your point, um, you, you can only do the same thing for so long before mm -hmm. you run out of innovation. I mean, how much more can you do to make websites faster or cheaper or whatever, you know? Uh, so places like Liquid Web are thinking, what, what else can we do? Um, and they, they doubled down on WooCommerce. They're, now they're doubling down on membership sites and donation sites. And um, if they can make themselves much more interesting by offering these tools than just web hosting. I mean, we saw it when WordPress hosting came out. It used to be if you got signed up for a web host, you got an empty public HTML folder, you know? And then WordPress managed hosting became a thing. And and that was huge. But now kind of everybody's doing it. Mm. And it makes financially so, a lot of sense as well. Because you have uh, hosting for $3.50, just random number. Um, yeah. But if you add a solution to that, you certainly add £10, $10. Uh, but not only then, because if you don't have that particular solution as part of the hosting and you do, do it separately, it will cost you probably double that, £20 or $20. So now you have a customer that actually will stay with you, that gets good value. Your retention is uh, rate is much higher. Uh, and your cost of acquisition of having that customer originally only for 350 um, you get a much higher profit out of it. So it makes a lot of sense for hosting companies to to pursue this uh, way of acquiring more business and complement the hosting um, side of, of what they offer. My, my only concern is, and this is totally personal and, and open, 
Um, but I think I must say what Joe said with Liquid Web, keeping all the businesses totally independent and they still do their own thing at, at what they're good at. Um, is that some, let's say in, in a couple of years time, it's a bit what Nathan said, in five years time, you have hosting companies having, uh, you know, managing plugins and different solutions. And you get sort of these, these um, segmented or um, pillars that you, you go for this and once you're there, you can't then move to something else. And mm-hmm. WordPress obviously is an open source, so you should be able to take whatever you have built on here and, and move it to somewhere else. So having barriers, whether these are financial or even even solution-based, it might not be the right thing going forward. But at the moment, the signals from hosting companies is that everything is open and, and transparent. So, so far, it's looking good. But I can imagine there could be a, an issue in the future if, uh, if we go down this way where everybody is acquiring a certain set monopoly. Uh, and then you better not hear this. <laughs> land on that station or, or you, you, you're done. But, um, you know what I think is interesting and it, it, it's, it's probably different from, you know, Topher and I here in the U S uh, and Nathan, Paul and Ronald are all in the UK. Ronald, you're in the UK. Yeah. Yeah. I am, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and, uh, I, I think this and then, uh, you know, the, the WP drama that happened about six weeks ago, um, with Wix brought up a couple of interesting things around the GPL, right? Cause the GPL here in the United States has never been litigated. So we don't really know how strong that is. I think if we see a, <laughs> this is, I'm like a legal nerd. I'm not a lawyer, obviously, but I listen <laughs> to legal podcasts. Um, and I think that if something like that happens, at least here in the U S I will be extremely interested to see how the GPL is litigated moving forward, right? We saw the Google Oracle Supreme Court decision a couple weeks ago or maybe a month ago now. And I'm just, I'm kind of just blue sky in here. That would be, I think it would would be bad in general for the industry for hosting companies to kind of monopolize like the data and make it less portable. And that's really not what WordPress is about. But I would be interested to see who, if anyone would challenge the GPL or try to enforce the GPL via the courts, which is how laws are made. You yeah, know, how laws are made are broken. Yeah, I don't think anybody has at all anywhere, and uh, mm-hmm. it's sort of almost praying that nobody does, because then, then it never needs to be actually tested to see how watertight it is. I, I think it's fascinating, wasn't it? Didn't iThemes? You were mentioning earlier that iThemes had been bought as well by Liquid Web. They yeah. they autonomously then bought. Was it Cadence, Paul? Yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah so, so it's that, like. Sometimes so iThemes buys the company and then sometimes... So they're so uh, autonomous, they, they can even go out and acquire other... I mean, that that is autonomy, isn't it? That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. Uh, Joe, forgive me, I forgot to put your little um, website up. So there it is. How I built dot it forward slash give WP is the, is the podcast. I have a quick question about that domain. Yeah. How hard is it to buy an Italian domain? Let me tell you... I'd love to tell you that it's it's I got my Italian citizenship because I qualify for that because my grandfather came over, uh, but uh, it's it's it That's wasn't dedication. that. I know, I know. I want to. It's something I aspire to do, but uh, he passed about ten years ago, and so it's harder now because I need to like prove a lot more things. Yeah. Um, the shorter the the short and actual answer is GoDaddy has like a domain broker service. Okay. 
So you pay the whatever, 12 or 15 bucks for the domain plus an extra 20 for them to register it under their subsidiary. So gotcha. the domain cost me 40 bucks a year, but totally worth it because I love it. Um, oh, yeah. And yeah. And they made it super easy. It like my my OCD is a little like uh, all my domains are over here except for this one. But yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll survive. <laughs> yeah. You just said you just said love it. Can you imagine who's got that domain? Love it. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> yep. yeah. So, that's on. the sort of Check URL I'm not going to blindly pull up in my browser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Good point. Not going to do it. Um, we should also. Paul, if it's all right, I'm just going to put that one up as well, just to say that um, yep. there is a there's a, a a version of this story from GiveWP, and probably just pop it on the screen. Uh, there we go. There it is. You can find. So it one thing, you know, um, all these like uh, sometimes you get films, computer games, or books that are kind of like alternative reality. Like, what if the, you know these people won the war? What if this? Well, what if, what if a Automatic got acquired by a gigantic hosting company. Is that possible? Can Automatic get acquired? And and what Ouch. would that mean to the WordPress project? My if, money's on Google acquiring Automatic. I'm like, I've been saying that. I don't think it would be a hosting company. No, uh, I mean, they basically are a hosting company, right? Yeah, yeah. they are. Yeah, really? yeah. The oh, Paul, don't! You've one. actually made me nervous. I don't want to think about. I don't want to put any ideas in any very rich people's heads, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But you know, it could happen, couldn't it? I think. Um, I think. I don't know if there's in you know the sort of the managerial structure of WordPress.org, the open source project. If there's a clause about what happens if Automatic were to get acquired, does does it get released, or would it trigger? Would it finally trigger the big fork? I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah. You know, in a couple of years' time, if all these acquisitions happen, maybe yeah. that. Maybe that could happen. I don't know. The, the yeah. structure legally is interesting, right? Because there's Automatic, which is a privately held company of which Matt Mullenweg is the CEO, I think, I right? I think you're right, yeah. Um, and, then, uh, and then there's the WordPress Foundation, which is technically the nonprofit that's also the copyright holder of WordPress. Yep. Is that correct? I think that's I, right. I believe that's true, yeah. Um, but... I, so if automatic were acquired, I know like auto, all of automatics assets, including like Jetpack or whatever would get acquired. Um, but yeah, it would be really interesting to see because I mean, let's be honest, automatic powers a lot of the open source contributions here. Yeah. Um, I would have a hard time. I have a, I, I joke that Google would do it, um, but I have a hard time seeing Matt wanting to seed uh, that amount of uh control which yeah to for, for his company right and I, I that's not like a knock on him that's somebody wanted to buy a facebook app i wrote like 15 years ago and i couldn't do it because i'm like what if they change it but it was like a quotes app it was so dumb um so <laughs> you know <laughs> so I, i'd have a hard time seeing matt wanting to do that but um i think automatic would go public sooner than than get acquired yeah i think so and then get acquired <laughs> mm. Paul, you've te you've terrified me. I don't know. Yeah, well, the thing is, Matt is a mere mortal like us, so you know something could happen to Matt, and then you know don't want to don't want to say that's going to happen. Yeah. We don't want you that know, to happen. But he, um, he could leave. Dictator thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
you know so what what happens then i don't know but it's just we've all this acquisition this kind of platform building we get to we don't want to get to a point where we kind of have to make choices about hosting companies based on the solution that we want because there's lock-in and i know that that's what the that is one of the things that um that i know matt mullenweg is at least he says he's uh, doing which is to try and maintain that always being an open source alternative doesn't matter what hosting company what platform what country wherever you are that there is always as long as you can get yourself a server set up somehow you can publish information whether you're in a kind of democracy or the opposite of a democracy sort of thing um mm-hmm. but uh just a quick one because we won't cover this one fully there is there is a really interesting um interview that I think came out last week on WP Cafe, which is a UK, um, it's a podcast with a YouTube channel as well. And so if you um, search for WP Cafe, Matt Mullenweg or something on YouTube, you'll find uh, that particular interview. And it's not just Matt Mullenweg, it's also Josepha Hayden-Tromposi in one interview entitled The Future of WordPress. And it's a really good interview and um, definitely worth going to check that one out. Or just go uh, to that because, handy to remember URL. Yep, which is easy. Currently yeah. On the screen. Uppercase yeah. said, uppercase what? <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Writing a notepad. <laughs> it's going to go up. Um, but yeah, still on um, Ronald. Just before we move to the next one, um, Ronald, you were you are um, work for Yith Themes, and Yith is like a marketplace. Well, it's not really marketplace, but it's it's got tons of WooCommerce plugins. So it is like a solution you know you can buy the membership from Yith, and if you do you get all the plugins for what 30 no, sites you can't. Or something like you that. don't do that anymore, can't do that anymore. Oh, no 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 it's just individual story. plugins uh yeah. and each have their own value and solution and feature but yeah it. no it's 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 uh yeah i, I think we're, we're on the hit list of a few but uh i can so imagine you are totally that's what i was going to ask i know you can't say obviously anything but i just wondered is Yith already partnered officially with no any of the hosting not, companies not, just not completely partnered. Yeah. Um, it would it would be interesting because I think the the solutions we have could really boost anybody's e-commerce offering with creating all sorts of different types of uh, solutions. So it would be a you know a great sort of you know in in, in an in an ideal world um, have it all working because it, the way we've we've coded it, we've done it on a, on a single framework. It would be a, a one-stop shop to pretty much achieve 70 80 90 percent of the e-commerce shops and not trying to advertise here at all um no. but i think <laughs> but the strength for 60 us million yeah something like that the strength for, for the company is is to remain independent because there are a lot of advantages mm. of of but it is becoming more and more difficult i think in in the wordpress space i think joe mentioned earlier about um you know how how it's evolving and it's becoming a a, a billions and billions of of whatever dollar pound industry and for everybody it's it's growing and i think also earlier what you said about automatic i think woocommerce is probably one of the most valuable assets to to automatic so what could happen with with woocommerce on its own um by the being acquired how about big commerce maybe they've got a lot of money to uh to take it over. <laughs> um, I but yeah, no I, I, for sure, it's it's a big. Uh, do you still work for them, Tofa? Is that no? No. no? Okay, sorry. Ah, uh-huh. I thought it was in the intro, so I, I did. Yeah, that uh, must be out of uh, date. <laughs> well, <laughs> oops. 
There's, there's um, a story there. Oh, right. That's on that's not, episode 164 right. of the. Another alternative reality, uh, you know, seeing as youth to me always feels like the, the biggest um, competitor to the automatic suite of Word, WooCommerce plugins. And anyone who follows the uh, kind of insider news, how about this one? Elementor acquires Yith and then forks WordPress. Ooh, that would be harsh, Ooh. wouldn't it? Can you imagine that? Oh, you could have a really good you could have a really good episode where we just decide who should buy who. Yeah, rearrange like a card game power structure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that would be like risk. I, I, yeah, Paul, I think you, you you're treading on some very sensitive ground on on a couple of things you've said in the last fifteen minutes. So you, <laughs> you might want to move on very quickly. I've got there. no yeah. skin in the <laughs> game. That's the good thing about this. I can say what I want and just uh, just just throw it out there. Just throw it out there. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not um, seeing any comments coming in, so Tony Lee Jackson talking about everybody's hair. <laughs> no, my favorite comment today is this one from Sefanboy083. Want to become famous by followers and viewers on? Oh, thank you for that. You know, that was very relevant. It, no, thank this you, is uh, Twitch. Yeah. If you put anything out on Twitch, you are more or less guaranteed to get, we get the almost bots, instantaneous. Yeah. There must be a uh, bot which just recognizes that something's gone live and just posts yeah. that that garbage. But there we go. Sorry, that's my rant. <laughs> so we talk about Robert Jacoby. I think we I've should gone. because we're still on acquisitions in a way. And I think what we've first of all seen is like acquisitions of companies and products. But it's not just that. And Tofa knows this because, you know, you've, you know, acquired a podcast, for instance, the, um, mm -hmm. the Hallway Chats podcast. And I know that's not like a, the same kind of commercial deal sort of thing that's going on here. That's for a completely different reason. But we spread now from products being acquired to people being acquired. Uh, because, you know, these big companies, they don't just need products, they need people. And that's why, you know, they're buying companies like Give and they're buying all that marketing power of Give as, at the same time as the product itself. And so, first of all, I just want to congratulate Robert Jacoby, who has joined Cloudways as the director of WordPress. And that's the next item that we're going to talk about. So Robert's been on this show before. And, you know, anyone who is in the WordPress space and you know, actively taking notice of who's saying things and who's who's a voice in in WordPress would probably know, either know directly Robert or know of him. So this is pretty exciting news, and I'm going to chuck this one over to Ronald because you actually, in the same way Joe broke the news about Give, Ronald, you you had the honor of um, being the first to break the news about uh, Robert. Well, only to you, not not to a wide audience, but uh, <laughs> so my my it's quite limited. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I, he, he did uh, tell me a day or so before this, it, this was announced, yeah. uh, which I was quite flattered about. Um, but yeah, he's also the uh, co-panelist on the WooCommerce Roundtable uh, session with uh, Bob WP. But uh, Robert is a uh, he, he's 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 really interesting because he knows a lot. He's got so much experience and. He often s joins quietly, but when he speaks, there's a you can sense there's a wealth of knowledge uh, that does, uh, sits within. And you know, the few times I've spoken as part of a, a, a meetup or sort of privately, you know, sometimes you get these little hints, and he's, he's got pockets of knowledge about pretty much everything that's sort of relevant for a company mm -hmm. like Cloudway. So I think they're going to gain so much from his. Uh, experience and knowledge, and I'm really excited to to see what comes out of that. Um, he was the um, you know, president of Joomla, wasn't he? 
Um, yes, yes, he was. I don't, I don't quite know what that role involves, but um, you know, that's a. I guess that's the equivalent of Matt over on the Joomla side. Yeah, but um, but he, he's, I don't know. Things, yeah, one of the things I have uh, valued about Robert over the years is that he has been deeply a part of two major worldwide CMS communities. You know, he's been a part of the Joomla community. He knows those people and they have their camps like ours and he knows what those are like and he knows what it's like to, to lead a major project. And now he's in this community and, and so he has, he has that viewpoint of the both of them. Um, and that's, that's really interesting. Not too many people have that. Could I just ask, did Cloudways, I mean, I'm sure we've all heard of Cloudways. Um, did Cloudways have this role before, or has it been uniquely created so that he can fill it? Uh, that's been uniquely created uh, for Robert. Yeah. So I, um, after I, after the, um, well, Robert reached out to me last week and I, I interviewed him for an upcoming episode of my WP review podcast on Thursday. So I, I got a little bit of the skinny there, but yeah, they, so they have, similar roles in other areas that they are in uh, of which they're involved and uh, I'm totally blanking on I think PHP Laravel is one and then uh, I don't think it's Drupal but there's another kind of um, another community advocate uh, role Magento that maybe or something Magento like that. that is yeah, exactly yeah. right yes um, but director of WordPress uh, is Robert is the first one they created this role for him. Uh, and then they're, so they are, they're reorging a little bit. And I suspect they'll also have a director of Magento and a director of, um, oh, Lee just mentioned it in the chat too. So multiple confirmations here. Um, uh, so I suspect they'll create directors for those roles as well. I'm trying to find the bit in the text where it explains because I did read it somewhere. It, you know, it was like three or four lines saying what the job involved, but the bit which stuck with me was the sort of outreach to sort of found community events and well not found but you know bolster community events and reach out to people in the in the wordpress space and so that's fascinating um i'm just so pleased and i've just got to put him back on the screen because you know what a mustache Mm. <laughs> it's so sublimely cool. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but this Can I is just great. Give a plug for him as well because the uh, the robertjacobi.com he's often you know quick on on breaking news and uh, insights and extra explanations also around acquisitions and um he sends out daily emails which is so easy to to read but it gives you good insight on sort of top level what's happening in and around industry, so. Yeah, he really knows what's going on. I mean, yeah. not just in WordPress, like like you said, like the surrounding things, the PHP world and that kind of thing. And so Cloudways have really got themselves a, a very knowledgeable person in, in Robert. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what he's doing, but um, it makes me wonder now, I wonder if um, Cloudways now with, with him there will have some it will be. I don't know if I don't know if this is a thing that they'd be interested in. Like, I wonder if Cloudways will start buying up WordPress products in the same way some of the other hosts are, because Cloudways is a different concept of of hosting solution than say Liquid Web or Dopey Engine, or they're, they're all kind of got their unique angle on how they all work. But 
I think in one of the posts, Cloudway said something like at least 75% of their customers are WordPress users and are coming from that angle. So I guess they figured that out. And in terms of, you know, if if these companies are growing and the the and then you look at who the voices are in WordPress or the products, there's only so many. Um the there's only the community is only so so large. So at some point everything might be acquired, actually. And then it makes me wonder, um, you've got uh, companies now acquiring teams um, for the team, not necessarily, not, they might not even want the product sometimes, they just want the team. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, I know Robert hasn't been acquired as such, but to me it feels like a, a merge of Robert and Cloudways versus like him just getting a job and applying and figuring out how much he gets paid and all that sort of stuff. So I wonder how far it goes because, Joe, you mentioned on your um, podcast about Give that Liquid Web and Restrict Content Pro are sponsors of your podcast. I don't know which podcast um, you were talking about, but um, you mentioned that they were. And you you wonder how long it is until, and I'm hopeful for this, uh, that the, some of these brands realize that there's, there's products and there's people and there's also voices and, and narratives that they want to control. So, you know, how long is it till podcasts start getting bought out? How much do you think, Nathan? How much? Uh, I would say 80 or 90 pence I'd sell for. Can I have <laughs> some of that money yeah. for putting the idea mm. into... Okay, 70, 70 is fine. Yeah. 60, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's interesting because I've just gone and read through Robert's... Um, it's not a job description. It's just the first paragraph of text. And it mm. says, Robert will be leading... I quote, Robert will be leading the WordPress business unit with their strategic partnerships, building community engagement and helping establish new channels of outreach and building brand equity. So that it really feels like that is in his wheelhouse to reach out to people doing podcasts and, um, you know, blogs and whatever it might be, YouTube channels or something like that. Um, so that's amazing. And Cloudways, they've been a really big name in the WordPress space for a long time. You kind of feel mm. this is such a clever hire for them as well because they get double yeah. duty from him. They get they get total mainline into the WordPress community, but they also get a really nice backdoor into the Joomla community if there's any <laughs> yeah. if there's any of that stuff going on. Because yeah. presumably he knows all the people. But yeah, watch out. Yeah. You watch out. I suspect. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm surprised you didn't get acquired by Kinsta in that case, uh, Nathan, because there was a, <sighs> a period where you, you and Kinsta had a bit of a love yeah. affair. They were so good. Sorry, I did I Kinsta. drop No, 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 not at all. <laughs> These things just go in cycles, don't they? You know, they sponsor you for a yeah. while and then something else happens. But yeah, let's um, let's all just hang up the call now and all of us simultaneously go and phone Robert Jacoby and try, yeah. and, try and get him to sponsor. You can buy us. You can buy us. It's just me. Yeah. Adopt me. <laughs> It's interesting because he he did mention that specifically. I did a little bit of work with Cloudways. They wanted some videos and and um, I, they sp uh, they sponsored my podcast for a time. I think a couple of years ago, but um, I think that that Robert's job is a lot more dedicated to that, which is good. I mentioned in our interview that um, their their kind the face of their WordPress team is a little bit disjointed. I talked to multiple people. And I was never sure who, like the 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 owner was, right? Um, uh, like the owner of my project, I mean, uh, or the project that we were doing together. So I think it'll be really good in that aspect. And uh, Ron, to your point about podcasts getting acquired, um, 
you know, I mean, we're seeing like Spotify do that. Obviously, we're seeing like Amazon do that. But Castos uh, just made an acquisition yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. of three clips. Um, true. And so, I, you know, it's it's really it's really interesting. I think I think that the podcast industry is still very um, is still in its infancy, really. I think it's. Uh, Spotify is trying to accelerate that and obviously everybody else is jumping on the bandwagon. I don't think that podcasting was in Amazon's wheelhouse four years ago um, or on their radar four years ago and and Apple is obviously has obviously decided to rededicate efforts to it um, and so it'll be it'll be interesting. I think that probably in a couple years we'll see more of a trickle down effect. I think companies will probably try to do their own first uh, full disclosure: I have a cup. I have a, I have a client in the podcast space or in the WordPress space who I produce their podcast for. Um, but I think they'll try to do it, and then they'll realize maybe that an acquisition of a long-standing podcast in the space might might better suit them because of the relationship or the personal connection that the host has with their audience. Hello, Robert. Uh, Robert. <laughs> Yeah, I'll talk to, to you later, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Joe, really you need to get your what? account sorted. I'm actually texting my accountant right now. I'm like, can you fix my books? <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff's going, stuff's happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. that's. Good. I think the, I think um, I have seen some of those, some of the WordPress brands and hosting brands try to do their own channels. I think GoDaddy has a, has has done it on and off GoDaddy has sometimes had like an active YouTube channel for a while, then kind of stopped doing it for a while and everything. And I think it is difficult because they, you know, they do bring in um, really good presenters, but they're, they're sort of like professionals who are new. I'm not saying that that's not a good thing. It's just, it doesn't seem to stick to the audience and the audience that I know that the, these companies want to speak to is the audience of people who are the voices who are then, uh, creating the the you know the kind of the the messages that the the wider community who's not really as reachable uh, listens to and stuff. So, yeah, that's that'll be interesting to see. Topher, can um, I just ask you? Yeah. Uh, according to the rundown, you're the only one on here who doesn't have a have a podcast that you're involved does, with. Is that, yeah, I do. Yeah, now. you do. So check it out. All five of us. So I'm sort of generic WordPress. Paul is, you know, we're doing this together. You're WooCommerce. What's your particular? Oh, you, Joe, your podcasts about podcasts, right? Is that the very meta? Yeah, I have. Okay. I mean, I have like too many now. But my how I built it is uh, basically uh, actionable tech tips for small business owners, kind of broadening the WordPress umbrella. I have WP Review, which is specifically WordPress news, and. Uh, I might be launching another one. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. That's, that's also in episode 164. And Tofa, <laughs> what is yours related to what? Forgive me. I, I don't know. Uh, HeroPress recently took over hallway chats. I did. I think we should that. say the word acquired. I mean, it seems to be the um, you know I've, the theme the that. theme of the show today. <laughs> yeah, I've struggled with that because acquired always seems it sounds sure, to me like yeah. like we bought it or we took it over or something like that, and it was really a handoff. It's like you adopted it. It's almost like you yes, adopted the, the show, adopted, and, yep. and and you know it, it a, seemed a community like asset. when you buy a puppy or something, and you realize this happened to me, and you realize you know this, this there's a home over there where this puppy would be better suited and yeah 
and we've realized we've over you know we need to do some other things in our household and and that's the impression i got when when um you and kate yeah. took over hallway hallway chats and um we uh, we'd been thinking yeah. about having a podcast for hero press for a while and i just happened to mention that to liam and they had just happened to be thinking about ending hallway chats altogether. Mm-hmm. And he said, Hey, we should talk. <laughs> nice. Nice bit of synchronicity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would expect Joe, you probably pontificate on this more than any of the rest of us, but do, do you feel like the, so in line with Robert Jacoby and obviously the, the outreach program that he's going to have to embark upon building, do you feel that, that podcasts and these WordPress sponsors, are they a good fit? Do you see there's like a strong future for specifically WordPress podcasts and things like that? And, you know, selling this as an ongoing thing to clients, whatever industry they're in. Yeah, I, I really do. I, I mean, so much that I've kind of bet my business on it, right? Cause I, you know, I've been making WordPress websites for a long time and I recently decided to pivot into helping people launch their own podcasts and launching my own. And, um, I think the important thing, so first of all, WordPress, more than more than any other thing I, I'm really involved in, I think, uh, is very, very community focused, right? Um, I feel like you have an instant bond with with people in the WordPress space and and uh, w- we do a lot more things out in the open than a lot of people. You know, I always say like you you see competitors like, exchanging notes in the wordpress space and you don't like you don't see like apple and microsoft ex- exchanging notes um and so i think that's a, the, i think that's a a tentpole of podcasting too right is that podcasting is i say intimate meaning right um intimate is really not the the right word but it's it's very personal you're inviting the host into your headphones and you're listening to them and you feel like you know the podcast host, especially so, you know, I, I talk about my personal life on my podcast a lot. Um, and so you have this strong bond, like the listeners and the host and for anybody who's trying to build community, uh, and for anybody who's trying to, to form that strong bond, a personal recommendation from a podcast host can go a long way. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had sponsors on my podcast for years, continually, renewing because they see that they see that return on their investment and so moving forward i think yeah especially if you are trying to if you're a product trying to build a community or or reach a new audience or form a stronger bond with that new audience um supporting podcasts or starting your own podcast is going to be an extremely good avenue especially as um listeners tick up right the latest edison research shows that more than 50 percent of american adults listen to at least one podcast a week uh, it's almost like intravenous community, isn't it? You get right to the heart of it straight away. So, um, yeah, like I say, we'll all be phoning Robert Jacoby. Should we push it on, Paul? Yeah, yeah. Nathan, so I've got on my list to to ask you, actually, about the Page Builder Summit um, oh, that yeah. you ran last week. And first of all, how did it go? I know I know it went really well for starters, but you know, for you and how did you perceive it went because you've done it before? Yeah, I think and also, it went, went all right. What, what I'm also interested in as well is that, you know, you obviously probably watched all of the presentations and you edited them and everything. And 
and you listen, you engaged with the audience in the Facebook group and, and on the sorry, social media. Sorry, sorry, breaking news, yep. breaking news. Go on then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, uh, for those of you that are listening, Robert Jacoby just dropped in and said, why is his phone ringing off? Oh, that's priceless. <laughs> He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Yeah. Thanks. thanks to, it, it is thanks a bit Robert. of a race. Who is going to get in first, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unless we all all already have signed up. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Carry on. I'll have a poke. No, I just wondered um, what you felt the uh, the feeling in the community was about page builders and how things had changed. Maybe from the last time you did the summit as well. Like what what's the product people are talking about? Is the block that, editor yeah. going to destroy page builders? Do we need to get scared about that yet, or you know so, what's, what's going on? That, that's an easy one for me to answer because the shift towards Gutenberg is palpable. But also I used the phrase a couple of times because we had a social and we were talking about this and I used the phrase, um, a rising tide carries all boats. And I feel that, that, that there is just so much space in WordPress for alternatives to Gutenberg. And it kind of feels to me like a lot of people are really curious about it. It feels virtually nobody is building their business on Gutenberg yet, but they're all curious and they're all trying out different solutions. And it feels like we might have reached an inflection point where some people are, because there were a few presentations in there. Um, you'll probably know the ones I mean, Paul, where people were fleshing out fully beautiful websites just out of blocks. And and that's only been recently possible. But it also, there was, there was zero talk about, well, I'm just, I'm going to leave Elementor now, and I'm going to leave Beaver Builder. In fact, quite the opposite. It feels that those those communities are getting stronger and stronger by the week. And as we tick through 40, 45, maybe even getting up to 50 in the next couple of years percent, imagine, imagine what each percentage point adds mm. to the number of people using these tools. I mean, it must be a jaw-droppingly large amount. So my feeling is that that whole industry is safe, and even new players like Bricks which has sort of come along, seem to be forging a community and being profitable doing it. So I, I don't have any, I don't have any fear um, for the people. Yeah, there's um, always going to be new builders. products, new mm. page builders that come out, and some of them will have a good business plan, and some of them won't. And you know, the ones that have got a good business plan uh, knew the environment they were getting to and were able to make steady growth. And, you know, think about the future will probably be absolutely fine. It's like you said, every time I hear the percentage about WordPress, it's always gone up 1%, which must mean billions of, <laughs> of websites, probably. Yeah. Do we know but, how many WordPress sites? Did I read no, somewhere it's 70 million? That 40, uh, uh, I'm going to guess it's double that. I'm going to because... Per because 1%. Well, Elementor made the claim that they had four and a half percent of the internet. You know, this this magic number. Where does that? Yeah. What is the internet? But whatever it may be, they they claim to have four and a half percent of that, and they claimed that that was seven million. So just let's call it five percent. Let's go for one hundred and forty million. Um, but that's. I think they got their maths wrong there on that. I I think we need to check. Well, you have that. staging and life and maybe, maybe. Yeah. don't know. But yeah, still, but anyway, it doesn't matter. That was, yeah, it's still, it's a, hell still a lot. lot. Of <laughs> yeah. A lot. Yeah. yeah, a lot. Yeah. Anyway, so there we go. We won't we won't dwell on that. But if you did want to check it out, uh, there's still you can't really watch the talks anymore. But um, there is the power pack thing available. You can still buy the power pack. Yeah. And yeah. It's a Wednesday. The, um, so. 
You can yep. buy it to Wednesday. So pagebuildersummit.com and yep. uh, going. How much is the power pack now? Um, Seven billion dollars. <laughs> I, I don't mean for Robert Jacoby to buy. Oh, how much? I think I think it's one four seven. I think it's one four seven. One four seven. So that's a really good price because you've had some amazing. Well, actually, Paul, there, so. we're selling a special yeah. bonus edition where we've oh, removed yeah. your talk and we're selling it for two hundred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so sorry. Damn. That was really that was really. You know, low. you realise last week when you weren't here, <laughs> when when Bernard was insubordinate, I turned him off for a moment. Oh, okay, right, well I'll just yeah. meekly. So I'll, be I'll careful. Me- yeah, I'm logged in on. as you. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know I'm joking. Um, sure, but sure. should we move on to something much more in your wheelhouse? Yeah. Oh, so um, I'm sorry. The, oh, yeah, I okay. wanted to throw something in there about mm. um, about uh, page builders and stuff like that. Please do. Yeah. Um, the full site editing has been a big thing recently. And uh, just this week, or one of the, one of the problems I've had with Gutenberg is that you can make wonderful, beautiful pages, but there isn't really a mechanism for managing archive pages. And personally, I do a lot of data engineering in WordPress. And so I do a lot of custom post types. And of course they all need archive pages and they all need singles. And Gutenberg just isn't there for that. Um, so I'm kind of excited about full site editing. And this week, uh, Caroline and I, Mark, released one. It was published on WordPress.org. And Anna Segata said she's going to uh, submit one to .org this week. Uh, so I think we're starting to see more of that. And I think once Gutenberg can actually do a whole site, not just pages, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get a lot bigger, a lot more powerful. Yeah, you've got to feel that a lot of these developers probably could have implemented their own solution. And we may talk about that in just a minute, but they're kind of holding off. I was talking to the guys from Stackable earlier this week, and they were saying they could have implemented their own full site editing solution, but better just to wait and adopt what everybody else is doing. And we're not, I feel, yeah. I feel by the end of this year, we'll have something fully fleshed out and usable. Um, but for me, one of the curious things out of that summit wasn't blocks to build the, the normal stuff that we're used to. It was just this curious new wave of blocks doing things which I didn't see. Like, uh, I don't know if any of you have heard of Leslie Sims' newsletter glue plugin. Well, it's a news, it, it allows you to create a newsletter just like you would in a SaaS platform, like MailChimp or something, but it's a blog post and then it pushes it upon publication out to your. Um, mail sender of choice again could be Mailchimp mm-hmm. or something else, but just such a curious and brilliant example of how a block the, the the content isn't a blog post; it could literally be anything. And I was playing right. with it over the over the weekend and having great fun. It's absolutely brilliant. I don't know if you've seen that one, Joe. I think you were nodding just then, but it's uh... yeah. Can I just uh, shamelessly plug that she's going to be on my live stream on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday nine a.m. Eastern. Um, and she will be adding newsletter glue to casabona.org. Um, so you can nice. you can uh, visit casabona.live uh, and get a reminder for the live stream. I'm actually setting up the page. Uh, it's rude to do it on the stream, but by the end of the stream, um, like the reminder will be there. But casabona.live Wednesday at uh, 9 a.m. Leslie will be joining me and, and it's- walking us through. 
It's so good. And um, but that's just like I feel the tip of the iceberg, you know, a plug it. Uh, sorry, a block to do that thing. Who knows what these ingenious people are going to come up with? So sorry, Paul, that was me harking back to that point that's about fair. what the, what what came up in the summit. That was one of the things, just just how curious and different the blocks are going to be. And the fact that the block editor isn't constrained to posts or pages. So, um, yeah, interesting future. Yeah, absolutely. And um I think Matt Medeiros uses uh, newsletter glue as well. I know he does for the WP Minute. I don't know if he's using it yet for his um, main podcast, but it wouldn't surprise me. I think the WP Minute has a partner email newsletter that goes out with it, so I think that's probably why he's partnered with that. Um, but yeah, it seems that 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 product is going really, you know, going really really well. So, and what it is is like a, a newsletter plugin within WordPress, but it's very very simple, and I think it uses the Gutenberg, the block editor to design your newsletters, which is really cool because you can imagine in the future, you know, people who are making their websites are familiar with the block editor and not having to go over to another third party um, email system, MailChimp, MailerLite, whatever, and, and use a different interface. They can duplicate some of their content, pull it straight into a newsletter. It's yeah, very powerful. No, you need very to have two, uh, two CMS running with, with your data. And if you want yeah. to integrate with coupons or other deals that are sort of part of your plugin. So, you know, I can already see that that looping yeah. back and forth uh, with other solutions that sort of build on top of that. Yeah, and, and it's course, nice. It's nice to have having your data. Sorry, sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, Ronald. Um, also yeah. nice just to have that newsletter on your territory. You know, you, yes. you, you, you it's yours. Yep. You get the SEO juice from all of that, and it's absolutely wonderful. Just, um, Joe, would you drop the URL for your thing into the private chat, and I'll pop it on the screen if anybody wants to do that. But uh, sorry, carry yeah, on definitely. with what you're going to say. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, and I was I was just going to say that, and it does integrate, right, with a, a bunch of different, like, mm. so if you have MailChimp, for example, yep. you build yep. your newsletter, right? And I'm I'm excited. She said She told me that she's working on ConvertKit integration, uh, and I send out a member's newsletter monthly and now like you like ron said i keep calling you ron do you prefer ron or ronald that's absolutely fine okay okay cool uh this um one. uh you know you can integrate kind of this members only stuff and then it'll be part of my members archive right now i'm i have my va like copy those newsletters and paste them into the members area um and i'm just excited to to kind of cut down on one smaller step and like the convert kit editor is like okay but it's not as good as the block editor so i'm just very looking cool at plugin. the um i'm just looking at the back end um you can connect it to oh it, yeah yeah uh how do i do that oh i can't remember but i know you're right mailchimp was there there was all the usual suspects and in, and quite not a usual suspect this self-hosted thing called sendy as well which is a quite a nice um php script that you can buy for literally 40 bucks or something which will handle this uh it doesn't do all the whiz bang stuff that active campaign does but it's quite cool so uh, yeah go check out casabona.live what day did you say uh this wednesday let's have the 19th at 9 a.m eastern nice what a mm -hmm. good bit of um coincidence that was lovely yeah. great yep. <laughs> thanks for automatic, automatic, that in. Yeah. automatic yeah. buying uh newsletter glue and making it, carrying it on as an open source project and putting it into wordpress.com or Jetpack or something like that. I could see that happening, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all this speculation. But it's funny, Topher, um, you were just talking bef before we uh, moved to the next um, segment 
about uh, that the block editor isn't doing the single post templates for you. It's not doing the archive posts. And the, and the full site editing project is obviously aiming to give us that for mm -hmm. any compatible theme. So there could be 100,000 themes that we can do that with in the near future. And that it seems to be coming on quite nicely even though the you know the block editor itself i have my problems with i can see that they're they're getting there and if you you know listen to some of the people you know whether it's josepha or um and mccarthy talking about the project that they're doing you get to understand that they are moving forward and they are listening all the time but our next item is actually um showing how full site editing is possible Albeit if you're using Generate Press with Generate Press Premium, so you can't use this tool on a different theme. But if you happen to be a Generate Press Premium um, customer, and I'm a massive fan of Generate Press, I've been using this product for a number of years. Well, they've just released version 2.0 of Generate Press Premium. Generate Press Premium is like the plugin that goes with the theme. So the theme is free, mm -hmm. and then the Generate Press Premium is the plugin that. Um, you pay a small amount of money for, and you get uh, lots of add-on functionality. And I know they've been working on this this version for probably over a year. And essentially, what they've done, if you scroll down to the next dark zone, um, will do. Oh, Sorry about that. Yep. Uh, scroll down to the next dark dark area. There, it says here they've just with two point zero they've introducing the first ever block based theme builder. Now it depends how you define if it is the first ever or not, but it kind of is even even something like toolset isn't giving you the whole package but what you can do with generate press premium now is you can design your archive use in in the block editor assign it to different post types different taxonomies you can create all the different oh yeah is that is that the youtube video there Nathan? yeah yeah fantastic i was yeah. really excited about this because you, you this shared is, this with me yeah. earlier paul and i, I yep. got so Excited! I shared it with my wife, which is the first time I shared a YouTube video with us related. <laughs> it's like yeah. check this out. You need to look, look into this. And by the way, Paul, you introduced me to Generate Press, um, which long time ago. No yeah. regrets. Yeah, yeah. And you're able to, for instance, dis design what the item looks like in the list of archives. You can design um, all the the inter um, the small parts, like what you can see in the video at the moment is the the meta that appears below the post title, for instance. Um, you can design your 404 pages, you can design your archive pages, your single post pages for any of the different custom post types or taxonomies that you've got. You can already, with this, build a full working site. It all works with WooCommerce and all that kind of thing. And this is just version 2.0. So I know that like from here, they will be able to iterate really, really quickly to listen to that community, Generate Press listens to its community, or it does all of the time. And the things that people want to be able to build the sites that they need, those things, so long as they go along with the Generate Press ethos, will get done. And um, and yeah. so this is a this is a great example of what actually is possible with the block editor. And but obviously you've got to you've got to use Generate Press Premium here. So some uh, when I first saw this, I was like, what what is what is all why are they bothering with the full site editing product? It's it's done. It's done. But actually, it's not. This is this is for Generate Press. This is, um, and it'll be interesting to see. I think when full site editing is matured, I think that Generate Press will carry on doing it its own way, 
and that some other themes will copy generate press and then some other themes will go down the more um, vanilla route of using the the official full site editing facilities but you can yeah. see the you can see the the developers who are pushing pushing ahead now innovating and creating these solutions that people need um, so it's going to be an interest in the next 12 months. Yeah, even if the, it just sort of bridges the gap between full site editing yeah. in core, um, but it'll also give the likes of Anne McCarthy something yeah. to look at and say, oh, exactly. we, could, we could do it this way because this seems to work rather well. I haven't played yeah. with it, so I, I don't know, but they, Topher, that might be, the, uh, might be worth yeah, it. Yeah, the thing to do is to go to the generatequest.com yeah. website, go to the premium section and watch the video because there isn't a ton of information about this out yet. But if you watch the video and you're familiar with the block editor, in two minutes you'll get how this thing works. And like Ronald okay. said, he was so excited that he told his wife about it. I should, we should... Um, we should kind of frame that in that Ronald's wife does work in WordPress and does work in building websites. <laughs> so it's it's not quite as extreme. Ah, right. But, you know, um, so I imagine she was probably pretty pleased about this because it does open lots of opportunities as well. Not yet. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't tell you what she replied, but <laughs> not quite as excited as, as I was. But. Next time I'm excited about something in WordPress, I'm going to tell your wife as well. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to be delighted. Um are we on to the last one, the gravity forms? We've got time, haven't we? We've got enough time. You all, you all okay for oh, five I minutes? Think, yeah, okay. I think so. This is, Sorry, uh, in the meantime, I've been arranging my eldest son is picking up my youngest son, and I was sitting in the car. So I'm all good. If you do need to run off, then yeah, obviously don't, just, don't, just, uh, don't just wave and, and say bye okay. and, uh, and go. Um, yeah, the final one we've got today, unless anyone else has got anything to add about the Generate Press uh, product at all, or are we okay to move on? Nope. nope all right so this is uh, a post from gravity forms and it's introducing the new 2.5 features on accessibility so this is interesting um, not just if you're into accessibility and that kind of thing but basically that they've not only released version 2.5 which most people were looking at as a kind of user interface update but they're quickly rolling out or focusing on important long-term features that people need for their solutions so but uh aside from the accessibility i actually tried out the new version for the first time um a couple of days ago because i've looked at what they're doing and and whenever i see the Gra gravity forms 2.5 it looks like they've kind of copied the uh block editor so that it fits nicely with the interface that we're all used to doing, which makes sense. It totally makes sense that you would do that. Now, if you go to the Gravity Forms website, somewhere on there, there is a button you can click and you can just play with a demo of Gravity Forms 2.5 without having to buy it. You can play with it and see how it feels. And this is just to put it out there that I felt for a long time that the big problem with the, the user interface for the block editor in Gutenberg was that it was just too much. Everything was white. It was just everything's white. There was no contrast or anything like that. And, and I couldn't get my head around it. Now, the Gravity Forms UI looks like the block editor, but it's not. It's different. It behaves beautifully. And it shows. So if anyone, you know, if anyone in the core team happens to be watching this at the moment or listening, go check out the demo of Gravity Forms. <laughs> and I don't know what they've done. But it looks the same, but it feels a million times smoother to use. So 
Um, but I didn't really take much uh, notice of the accessibility thing. I put it in there mainly because I wanted to raise that point. But if anyone wants to, um, if anyone else has tried the new Gravity Forms or has migrated from the old one to the new one, I'd be interested to hear how you've been getting on as well. But Interface I found wonderful. You kind of feel that they were a little bit behind with all of that. I, I feel like their their rivals had um, had sort of stolen the march on them a little bit. So it's really, really nice just from yeah. the point of view of the way it looks. Look nice to see them catching up. I've got a... They've leaped. <clears throat> they've, yeah. done, they've done a giant, a giant leap here. I okay. don't know if it's put them ahead, but it's put them, you know, let's say how Cloudways is kind of different to a lot of the other hosts and its concept. It feels that Gravity Forms has done something that makes it feel different than the rest of the competition or it feels like it's built a new foundation for itself to to move forward now so i don't know where that's going mm. um but as a long-term gravity forms user i'm pleased to see that i know ronald you use formidable are you still a formidable yeah. person yeah um, yeah i really does, like them as well yeah yeah so that that's all i had to say about that but okay. the accessibility um the accessibility thing they're talking about there is showing you some of the fine grain control you can have over that. And it's good because it shows they have a very clear understanding of that accessibility. Yeah, we, we never really did really like focus on the main point of the article, which was that, no. wasn't it? That they've made a real effort to, they they make the point in the article that it, it in order for it to be accessible, you've still got to do the grunt work. You have to go and fill out all of the areas where the accessibility form fields are required, but they are there for you to make use of. Um, whereas perhaps in other solutions they simply don't exist, and so yeah, that's a really nice, a nice badge uh, for them to be able to wear. Great. Mm. Speaking okay. of accessibility, there was an item that we removed actually this week because we weren't sure we had enough time. But I know that there is an open letter by various um, accessibility not people who have a lot of knowledge about WordPress and accessibility to. Um, I don't know who the letter is to. Is there's an Ex open letter? Is it to anyone? Is that what an open letter is? is? <laughs> I it's think the accessibility story, right? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. So it's, it's kind of linked to yeah. that. It's linked to that to kind of say we need to stop using tools that sit on top of a website that that try and clean up a mess of something that wasn't accessible and then kind of um, reverse engineer some kind of pseudo accessibility into a website. So. I think um, this idea of we've got to get serious about this now. The accessibility starts at the at the foundation. Same with performance. I did a talk at um, Nathan's um, Page Builder Summit, which obviously you can get uh, more more expensive version if you if you have my talk <laughs> removed. But <laughs> but my talk was focusing on performance, and again, it was like you need to sort out the things at the foundation and not just throw a caching plug in it uh, at it. Core Web Vitals makes us realize that. And I think um, accessibility, be, be getting the, the attention that it deserves more and more now, the, some of these companies are kind of doing the right thing and, and putting that accessibility into the core and not just saying, yeah, if you were an expert, you can do this. They're helping us to be educated about it. But yeah, this is the article that we, we previously had removed um, about yep. to say, let's not have these overlay products, they call them. So if you do do work for clients and they're like, can we use this product? You've got something to refer to now as to why maybe that isn't such a good idea, even if the marketing seems to suggest that it is. I, 
I just want to jump in here and say, I, uh, first of all, I feel like your whole agenda is based on content I've created or I'm creating. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> my interview with Bet Hannon is out this week on on my podcast, and sh- she talks about this. Her and um, Amber Hines in a previous uh, episode talk about these overlay plugins and how they don't solve really they don't solve a problem. And uh, one of them made the point that this kind of makes you a target for uh, accessibility lawsuits because they look at people who are just using this plugin and then they know that oh. their site's not accessible. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, right. Which is yeah. like, it's like, I don't want to say it's like bottom feedery, but uh, it, it's something to look out for. Right. If uh, it kind of puts a target on your back, if you're just trying to put a bandaid on what's a, a real, uh, what's a real issue and, and something that needs to, be continually looked after right you can't just enable javascript to to fix a problem like accessibility yeah yeah it, it, it's almost like it says that you were aware of it and yeah this was your idea yeah it's like it. it's yeah. like those people who put up content on youtube that is they don't own the copyright for and then they say no copyright infringement intended it's like you're still doing it and now you're acknowledging that you you're doing it right People who like republish music videos or whatever, right? And they're like, no copyright infringement intended. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you are infringing on the copyright. Yeah. We get um, we get copyright takedown notices about once every couple of months for this. Really? It's just like, yeah, it's just nuts. There's just no music at you all. Playing like Led Zeppelin in the background. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, they're after millions. No, well, it's, I mean I think... something earlier, Nathan. I was. Uh... There were. There's well, like two. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. No, unless it's from Joe Casabona, because we recycle all of his content. It seems. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that is true. My lo- my lawyers. It's um, it's just an automated script, and Google immediately yeah. say if you know if this feels bogus, just ignore it because we probably will. I can't remember what the exact wording is, but the first time I got one, I was a bit <gasps> yeah. in trouble, and then realized that really it's just you- automated. YouTube's infringement algorithm is very clever. I accidentally so I used music in my live stream when i was on twitch and it was like twitch had partnered with a company to let you use it in their live streams and then i moved it over to youtube but they don't have the same deal with youtube so youtube basically said hey uh you're using copyright music we're not going to take your uh video down but all of the stats and the monetization will be attributed to the copyright holder that's how they do it wow (laughs) i i the last time I mentioned AppSumo on this show was probably about two years ago because I've really kicked the habit. But I did find a – don't know if this will interest you, Joe. There's a tool called Filmstro on AppSumo at the moment, and it allows you to create – they've got a library of about, let's say, about 150 um, copyright-free songs. But they've divided each song up into four component parts, and it's power, momentum, depth, nice. and something else. And all you do – is you you download your video into the app and then you just when when you want the pressure to increase you just slide the power and it it's it's absolutely great um anyway there you go that's uh, super cool i'm going to check yeah, that out i just uh i found a good playlist from alberto gonzalez on on twitter he mentioned it oh, but it's okay. like uh on spotify just lo-fi stream beats so i just play that do that uh, yeah I got to yep. figure out because like I have the Roadcaster Pro and I turn on Mix Minus usually so that everybody's voice isn't in my recording. But I need to turn off Mix Minus 
to get the audio so synced yeah yeah yep. that'll be my next uh my next project on a future live stream i just the, had this um, vision nathan of you adding this music while doing this live oh um, i've got Paul this is talking is sort of build up the, the momentum and the power yeah. i have this lovely line. lovely mac app called loop i was thinking the same ronald i've been daydreaming <sighs> for that whole time when they were talking then I was there's another one for you joe i'm sure you got it and explosion you got loop back oh i just love you yeah is that from uh rogue amoeba is that those yes colors? yeah yes they're and great it hijack audio from any input and stick it anywhere else so we could yeah. take something out of the chrome browser and push it into here and mm. and sat and they've got another app called farago which is just a bank of sound effects so you just click the button oh nice wah, 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 wah. like yeah. the buttons you've got on your roadcaster you know that yeah kind of. i use sound source um okay because with the roadcaster pro and with other interfaces like that you can't control the volume from your volume buttons on the mac sound source lets you do that Got it. I'm like, that is worth the $30 that I paid for this app just so I can press the volume up button on my keyboard and not have to like reach over to the knob. <laughs> That's great. Gonna... Tofa, <laughs> That's how lazy you'll... I am. <laughs> Tofa, you'll be having to get all these gadgets soon as well. That's right. Um, with your new oh, podcast. Yeah. You can't you know, have, have without extra I have gadgets. a fair amount of equipment here because I've been making um, training videos for years. Uh, cool. So, you sorted I've them. A, I've got a DBX286S here of I've got this giant microphone and all that kind of stuff. But related to our RV thing, I'm going to have to have a conversation with Joe about this. this yeah, you need a, a micro setup, don't you, really? You need I like do. a and so setup. I, I want a compressor and all that kind of stuff in the smallest possible form factor. Yeah. I was looking today at the little Zoom P4, the little handheld one. I quite like the look of that. I don't know whether it's got the compression in, but it's got all the mix minus and everything. So it might. Yeah. Anyway, we've totally strayed. No longer. Talking. Yeah, there's a couple of comments I just wanted to highlight. Um, yes, just, please. Because there's been lots of nice comments today as well. Um, Cameron Joes wants to know, Nathan, if you've kicked the habit of buying stuff on AppSumo. Um, Cameron, uh, Nathan can probably speak for himself, but I'm just going to just say how awful AppSumo's quality of products are these days compared to the, the good old days when we used to waste our money there. Um, Nathan, have you kicked the habit or is it oh, just totally, the quality totally. just isn't the only, really there anymore? The only reason I bought that app is because I really wanted it. It wasn't a case of, yeah. I'll explore this. I actually took, a, and I, I really went deep and looked at their promo stuff and their website and even wrote them a letter, you know, an email and they replied and it was all good and and I checked it out. So I'm still in that refund period, but no, I don't, I no longer, I don't, I don't even follow what they do anymore at all. So you're right. No, no, I don't. I used to check the website every day, multiple times. And that definitely showed there was a problem there because mm. it was an addic addictive website to, to get involved in really. But um, just the marketing was so strong uh, to the, to the right you know, mindset, which, um, but another comment, um, way further back up, we've had three people today who are in some way connected with Cloudways. We've got Robert Jacoby in there. Uh, Lee Matthew Jackson is one of the Mavericks and um, he's been commenting. Thanks for that, Lee. And Peach and Neri was also in the comments way back at the beginning. Um, oh, I missed that one, if, yeah. Yeah, she's a friend of the show. She's been on a number of times and um, she's got a conference coming up um, around in and around design called Design for Conversions. And you can find out about that at designforconversions.com. And it starts on the 17th today. Oh, it starts today. And it's apparently you can get free live access. So and you can find out the full schedule there. And um, 
and there's, it's a four-day four-day conference full of information in and around design. I know Peach has been quite active on podcasts recently, giving a lot of value. Um, so go and check that out and see if it's something that you can you can learn something from if you are starting a new web design project okay. at the moment. Um, we is there any other comments? I think Topher in particular might have to have a hard stop in a couple of minutes. So we'll um... yeah. I wanted to I wanted to say one more thing before I go. Sure, please do. Uh, quick story about my job. Um, I left Big Commerce in October and immediately went to Camber Creative, a, a web development company, to do uh, WordPress, Drupal, React, mobile, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I am still the big commerce community representative for WordPress. So, uh, I still have a tie there. I still talk to them all the time. I'm in their Slack all the time. Um, but now I'm outside building websites and stuff. So hmm. that's where Thank I am. You. That's where enjoying, got enjoying that again. Getting back into oh, that. Yeah. Yep. yep. Are you doing more stuff for OS training? Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, I recently did a series on formidable forms. Oh, there you go. Yep. It's, uh, and you do all know day, that yeah. um, Topher was the one who actually taught me WordPress all those years ago. Nice. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It all comes around. And, and yeah. Paul has been a massive influence to where I am now. And I just Sorry about that. And Nathan. So, yep. you know, to loop you into that story. So it's, it is a, it's a good uh, reunion for me here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. Um, are we done, Paul? I'm conscious. I think we are. I think we are. Yeah, and that's yeah. uh, you know, um, anyone wants to quickly promote something that they're they're doing next week, uh, go ahead. I think we've already we've already promoted everything, haven't we? I was just yeah. gonna say, I feel like I've promoted plenty. On this you know what? Show. There you go, <laughs> Casabona.live. Live. Yeah, we'll, we'll promote it, even if you won't. Joe. Yeah, everything <laughs> is on there. Casabona.com uh, for uh, yeah. Casabona Live on Wednesday. For the uh, for the chat with Leslie about yeah. newsletter glue, um, Tofa, was there anything, or should we knock yeah. it on the head? Um, yeah. Recently, as a hobby project, I built a site called Tofer.how. and uh, I've been making content all over the web for a long, long time, and it's really just scattered everywhere, and it's it's hard for me to keep track of where everything is, and I realized almost all of it's on WordPress sites or other sites with RSS. And so I built a site that just pulls it all into this one place, tofer.how. And nice. it's blog posts and videos and, and like I pulled in WordPress.tv stuff and YouTube stuff and OS training stuff, um, stuff from GoDaddy Garage, my own blog, all over the place. And yeah. it's, it's all in one place. Um, it's not really organized by topic, but it is organized by source. Um, there's a lot there. There's there. a pagitation of 11 pages worth of content. So yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty going there. on. Yeah, thank you. There's going to be a lot more soon. Uh, OS Training is is moving their site from a Joomla site to WordPress. And then all of my posts, I, I think they have like 50 posts there over the last 10 years. Um, so those are all going to be available. And I'm going to pull them over here. Okay. Um, so, all righty. Thank you. Uh, lastly, Ronald, your gig with uh, Robert Jacoby and uh, Bob WP is that is that? Do you find that on Meetup.com? Is that where we find it, that? It's one? Meetup, yeah. We, so we did a um, episode last Thursday with Clara Lee from head of marketing from WooCommerce. Um, so it'll be another four weeks after for the for the next one. So it's a, it's a monthly thing. Plus every Wednesday, one o'clock UK time for 
uh, WooCommerce London. What do we type into meetups to find you on there? Uh, WooCommerce London. Uh, WooCommerce London. For yeah. Doodoo, for, um, for the, the, the roundtable stuff. Great. And guess yeah, what? That's... We have somebody from Cloudways this Wednesday. Damn it, he's beating us to it. Damn. <laughs> I haven't even, even got off the call and he's already... Nathan, make a like, counter offer. Yeah, yeah, quickly. As soon as this is finished. <laughs> Honestly, I've got Robert Jacoby on speed dial right here. Already um, done, you know? <laughs> well, I would just like to say thank you to, well, obviously, Paul. He's here every single week, despite my mocking of him. I apologize, Paul. I shan't do it ever again, I like it. ever. You know I promise, I like ever. Stuff. Uh, until next week and ronald thank you for joining us and joe and topher thank you all so much greatly appreciate it we'd love to have you all back and um and now we've got to do the awkward wave so wave (laughs) until it all ends bye